0: It's about to go down, in a
1: minute, let me touch down, I'ma get it, cause I, I, I been waiting all night, it's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Allen Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Whites and Ryan Fox
0: top of the morning (laughs) welcome into the program this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas Tom Ward Ryan and we are off and running on a Thursday morning good morning Ward how are you present you're present all right Ryan good morning what's going on not much how are you this morning Tom I'm good I'm good all right I gotta know did you watch the Lakers last night no did you watch the Lakers last night I did not nor did I I watched uh I watched Baylor in Oklahoma last night. Boy, what a tough game. We'll get into that a little bit later on. What did you watch last night? You watched more football? I did. What was last night about?
2: Uh, last night was just some inside stories on the NFL network, things like that. It wasn't there wasn't a big meeting last night. Last night was the media party.
0: So they were busy being mm-hmm. media party. Yeah. <laughs> It was a fun night. So, all right. So there you go. Uh, Super Bowl uh, fifty-seven coming up. Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's see what else do we have going on. We'll talk about the Baylor women's game a little bit uh, later on in the program. We'll also talk about the Baylor men as they host Oklahoma tonight at the Ferrell Center. And uh, Josh Neighbors is going to join us. Talk a little bit about that and uh, whatever else we can get into in the Big Twelve. Uh, let's see what else is going on? Uh, Justin Martinez from the Oklahoman will uh, will join us on the program. What I don't know if you if you just if you go back and look at Oklahoma, this is a this is a strange strange run right now. They have lost five in a row in conference play, five of their last six. But the one win was a beatdown of number two Alabama, and then their last loss. They got shellacked by West Virginia. I mean, it's hard to figure out this Oklahoma basketball team. And we'll, we'll talk to uh, Justin Martinez about that. But when you stop and just look at – at, you know, I was just looking at their their scores just a minute ago, and, you know, there's a loss, there's a loss, there's a loss. Oh, they, they win by 30-something over Alabama. I – does it tell you that they have the ability to do it? Uh, was that just Alabama saying, "You know what? Uh, it's we're stepping out of non-con, we're out of conference, and so what?" I mean, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a handle, I guess, on Oklahoma. We'll obviously talk to Justin about that. But what, what are your initial impressions of, of where Oklahoma is right now at two and eight in, in the conference? Uh, they're a bubble team.
2: They're, they're just. They're not a great basketball team, but they're in the Big Twelve, so that'll make them. I mean, they may be one of the play-in games, um, because of their RPI. So I I don't I don't look at them as a threat in the Big Twelve, though. Oh no,
0: that's one of the teams that's clearly not uh, a threat right now. I think, in fact, a new list came out yesterday, which is interesting, Ryan. Uh, the uh, Joe Lenardi. Uh, released a a a new bracket bracketology if you will. Oklahoma State ironically was a bubble team in in the play-in games what well, on you know on those Tuesdays but mm-hmm. it's interesting when you break it down you know on there's no Big 12 team on the one line. No there's no number one seeds, which I find interesting if this is the number one league in the country. There's no number ones. There's, what, two twos, two threes, two fours? Exactly. Six
3: total in the one through four for the Big 12, which is the most by quite a bit. The next next closest are the SEC and the Pac-12, who have two teams apiece. So the Big 12
0: has six in the one through four spots. Clearly rewarding the Big 12 for being the best conference in the country. But if you're the best conference in the country, you would think that there would be one of those teams Deserving number number one spot. Well, I mean, nobody's separating themselves in the Big Twelve, and in fact, if they're doing anything, you know, from just on the surface, and that's that's kind of the point. I was. You're right. You're a thousand. You look at the if you look at just the record, you're going well. Oh, hang on a second. There's a lot of other teams that have because, it's it's hard to win in this league. And so your 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 record is not going to be as impressive as maybe somebody else's in another conference. But man, oh man, every time you go on the floor, you are in a uh, you're in a knockdown dragout. It's that's just the way it is. And it's it seems like, and you you know you guys give me your opinion as well. But it kind of feels like. And I don't know that it can, but it certainly feels like here that it's ramping up even more as as you head down the backstretch here. That maybe this this thing is going to be even more intense over the next two or three weeks. And I was just probably cu- should be. I was just curious how in the heck can you get more intense than what it has been over the last several several weeks? But man, here we go, and then you head into the Big Twelve tournament and. You know you you heard Scott drew yesterday. he didn't exactly say to heck with it, but I uh, you know he did mention that that rest didn't hurt them last year hint hint you know uh and that was kind of like what you've been talking about over the last couple of weeks is you know stepping back in and, in and, and catching your breath a little bit in this conference, and that's I, th- I think it's important so. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll dive into that a little bit. As we uh, roll through, we'd love to have your opinions on anything in the world of sports as well on our CNC collision center tanks line at 254 662 1660 254 662 1660. Clearly, Ryan the Big 12 is the number 1 conference according to well, both, you know, all, all the bracketology reports that we've seen.
3: Yeah, and especially on the CBS side, Jerry Palm as well, he has five teams in the Big 12 in the, in the one, one through four spots, including two number ones with Kansas and Texas. So there aren't any number ones on Lenardi's ESPN bracketology, but the one on CBS has two number ones, and it's the same thing, five representatives from the Big 12, and the next best is two from the SEC and Pac-12.
0: CNC Collision Center text line asked the question, has there ever been a Final Four with four teams all from the same conference? And could it happen this year? I don't think it's ever happened. Could it happen this year? Most likely not. It's Not going to happen. I mean, it's just the odds of that happening are, are really. But I would say this, if there was ever a year that you're going to get multiple teams to the final four in this conference, or th- maybe even three teams, could could this be the year that you could get you know three teams to the i, I don't know it's it's going to be difficult to say the least but i don't think there's ever been a final four that featured four teams from the same conference but i can't imagine it happening no, i mean just how crazy would that be uh could the top four teams in this league end up as the top four teams in the country? No. <laughs> you wouldn't think. But man, oh, man.
3: There's never been three teams from the same conference in the final four. But there has been two. Only three times in history, believe yeah. it or not. So that, that tells you how difficult it is.
0: So there you go. All right, uh, 7.08. And again, our guest on the program this morning, we will uh, visit with uh, Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12 and we'll also uh, visit with Justin Martinez from the Oklahoma got to talk some OU basketball with him and uh we'll uh we'll talk a little bit about LeBron uh what wh- where does that rank for you by the way in in, in does that where does ha- him becoming the all-time scoring leader how does that affect how you view LeBron as your your list your mental list of greatest players of all time in the NBA. He's second behind Jordan. Okay. I, I you know, I guess you have to look at what what your criteria is. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's scoring or or whatever, he's, you know, just like we were talking about this morning, uh Emmitt Smith's the all-time leading rusher, but is Emmitt Smith the the, the greatest running back of all time? For me, yeah. He's not for me. Uh you know, I, I gotta I, I look at what kind of team was built around him, what kind of weapons were around him, what kind of help did he have. Would I start my football team with him as the running back, or would I start my team with with uh I was Walter Payton, Walter Payton or maybe even uh, uh, Barry Sanders. I don't May know. I'd start my team with Emmett. Okay. I mean, and again, that's 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 what I like about these comparison things, and, and, and you know everything's so subjective. Uh, yeah, there's no subjection in Jordan being better than LeBron. No, 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 no. He's the goat. I, I, I agree with you there. I, I, I you, you when when you talk about elevating your team and carrying your team to championships, and and, and uh, there, there was none better. Don't know that there ever will be one better. But, Not I mean, in my lifetime. No, I, I agree. I mean, you can debate two through whatever all you want to on that NBA list. But Michael Jordan was the dude now. Uh, start, stop the conversation right there. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Never made it to a game seven. Didn't have to. But that's
2: what I mean. Six and 0 oh in the finals. Six finals MVPs.
0: Never been done. Well, and they were talking about it this morning about LeBron and his time in in Los Angeles. It has not been what they had hoped it would be. I mean, they may not make the playoffs this year. So, all right. So we'll get into all of that. We'll we'll have those conversations, and we'll get your opinions on, you know, heck, they were having one this morning. I thought was fascinating. Where does LeBron rank among the top? Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, stop and think about that little laundry list. Yeah, it's that's an incredible list, isn't it? That's a tough list. I for me, probably three. Who would you go one? Kobe. Kobe. Who would you go two? Magic. See, I would flip those two, but that's okay. Where would Kareem factor into this thing for you? Right behind LeBron. See, I got him right ahead of LeBron. I mean, you know. Elgin Baylor. Uh, Does James Worthy belong on that list? No. No? Okay. Wow, but there's some great Lakers, man. There are some great Lakers. And putting that top five or six together, I mean, you stop and think about that. Shaquille O'Neal's got to be up there, too. Well, someplace, I think. I mean, what a bunch of championships Mm -hmm. with Shaq there. Holy smokes. (laughs) I mean, the list is pretty incredible that's just that's not the NBA, that's the Los Angeles Lakers. I
2: well, think are the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA yeah,
0: I also think it would be fascinating, don't you guys, if you put that list together, the top five Boston Celtics of all time, because of the history and just how deep the history of the of the, the Celtics go. I mean, good, gracious, could you put a list together for the Celtics? Just top five Boston Celtics. Top five Los Angeles Lakers.
2: Wow. This is from Lakers Nation. Mm -hmm. Want to know what their top five are? Sure. Number five, Shaquille.
4: Okay.
2: Number four, Jerry West. Wow. Number three, Kareem.
0: Number two, Magic. Number one, Kobe. It's a pretty impressive list, isn't it? Yeah. I forgot about Jerry West. <laughs> I mean, the NBA logo is Jerry West. <laughs> Holy smokes. So LeBron James is not on that list. Mm-mm. You're the all-time. Of course, now, again, let's let's preference. He's, he's played five years in Los Angeles. He has not spent, you know, a lot of those guys spent the majority of their career or a great number of years of their career in Los Angeles. He's been there five years. And it has not been the most productive five years. So, but that's a heck of a list. Man, that really is a heck of a list. I mean, you could go around. Look at the iconic franchises. Ward. I just thought about that. Who are the top five New York Yankees? Good luck with that list. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good luck with that list. Ah, uh, And then finally, name the top five. All-time Texas Rangers from your eventual American League West champion Texas club this year. <laughs> Way too early for you to be <laughs> in that bottle. <laughs> you know what? It would be an interesting list, though. Who are the top five players? Michael Young's got to be one. Michael Pudge. Young. Pudge. one. Nolan, Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Pudge. Beltre, maybe? Sunberg. Oh, uh, yeah. Got to put Sonny on that list, don't you? Mm, <sighs> probably. Where does, Somewhere. does Buddy Bell factor into this list? Mm. It's a good name. You had to put Juan Gonzalez. Juan Gonzalez. Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, Palma- Palmero. Yeah, yeah. Will Clark. I mean, you've Frosty had Greer. some. You've <laughs> had some. I mean, that would be a fat boy. You. We're just lining things up for this summer, aren't we? That would be a fascinating list to get into. And again, we're you know. You can look at statistics. You can look at wins. I mean, there's a million and one thing, but just this is more about the eye test. Who for you are the top five? You know what? So anyway, all right, seven fifteen. We're off and running. This is a game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll talk about <coughs> pardon me. Ah, all those allergies. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, the Baylor women in Oklahoma from last night. Boy, that was a gut-wrenching loss, and we'll talk about it next here on ESPN Central Texas.
5: Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long with Pat and John. Here on the home of the bears. The
6: Baylor Men back home in the Farrell Center Wednesday, hosting Oklahoma, 7:30 for the countdown to tip-off, 8 p.m. tip-off Wednesday.
5: Follow the defending back-to-back Big 12 champion Baylor Bears all season long. Here on the home of Baylor Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
9: How Payne turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron.
10: I was always active. no knee pain and after my second step i went into my good feet dance
9: today he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors i feel like a new person
10: thanks to the good feet store
9: see for yourself how arch supports can help you stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com
2: stop by the good feet store in the central marketplace in waco and now in temple your
1: leader in high school sports ESPN, Central Texas. 2.9% financing for qualified buyers. Only see dealer for details.
11: Richard Carr's lot is loaded with new GMC Sierra trucks, and they have got to go. A hardcore work truck with a luxury interior. GMC Sierra is the best truck on the road. Right now, step up to a premium-grade Sierra SLT crew cab and save thousands, or get 2.9% financing with no payments for 90 days on most Sierra 1500s in stock. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home your GMC Sierra from Richard Carr today. Richard Carr
12: trunk for you hey guys it's jan i advanced house leveling and foundation repair why
8: is your eye twitching because my lashes are bothering me then why do you wear them because they look good they do and if you want your house to look <laughs> But what good, about the
0: ones where the people look like they've got those big like
2: umbrellas on their face
12: we will take umbrella lashes too if you need foundation repair so give us a call Two, five, four, I ain't got nothing to say. Two, three, I'm still five, thinking
2: about that last lady that
5: four, had four nine
12: two two. Wind four, blew
5: her down the road. Four, <laughs> whoosh,
12: whoosh, whoosh. Jimmy Doppel-
5: that's where she ran into the car. <laughs>
13: This year's McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 6th through the 10th at the Extra Co-Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help us raise funds to the scholarships and education programs. Then make sure to join us on Friday night February 10th at 6-30 for the Sale of Champions with top placing animals and projects up for sale. Last year's sale brought in over a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. It's the McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 6th through the 10th at the Extra Co-Event Center. For more information, like them
11: on Facebook or call 254 2597. Attention, Central Texas barbecue lovers. We have great news for you. Hellberg Barbecue is now open seven days a week. Their handcrafted meats, sandwiches, sides, and desserts are now available from 11 till 3 Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, till 7 Wednesday and Thursday, until 8 Friday and Saturday. And don't forget, Hellberg Barbecue can cater your next event. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco, at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook
1: you home for Baylor men's and women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, 720, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're alongside. And again, if uh, if you want to jump in, our c Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. You could jump in and be a part of the program that way. And, again, if you missed anything, you go, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I was, I had to run into this, you know, whatever you had to do. And, and you missed part of the program. You could certainly go back and catch it uh, when we uh, when we wrap it up at 9 o'clock this morning. We'll have it in a uh, podcast form at SyntexSportsFan.com. Uh, That's SyntexSportsFan.com. You can catch the Matt Mosley show from yesterday and the John Morse program from yesterday as well at SyntexSportsFan.com. Uh, one quick note here on the CNC Collision Center text line from the 903. It says if you put Brady over Joe Montana, then you need to put Jordan over LeBron. And and I think we have all talked about Jordan being the greatest of all time. I, I don't think it's really is that even debatable? No, oh, it's debatable. People out there still think LeBron's
2: the the best ever. Is it the uh,
0: younger generation that maybe didn't see Michael Jordan? In his prime and live and and you know,
2: no, I've talked to people my age that say LeBron's better, but I I don't I don't know what they're drinking. I, it's just it, it. There's no comparison to for me. But. I
0: agree. I agree. I mean, <laughs> I just and he changed. I to me, Le, Michael Jordan changed the way the average person looked at the NBA. I mean. He elevated the NBA. Uh, Guys were stars in the NBA, but then when Jordan came along, people became superstars. I think it was just different. There there was
2: already superstars in the league when Jordan came along, but he played in a different era than LeBron. There was none of these super teams, and I'm taking my talents too, and – everybody getting together in the offseason and decided who wants to win a, a championship. No, that's right. Back then, you know, when, when Jordan was playing, you looked at – or for me, you looked at the Maverick schedule and you found out when Jordan was coming to town, when, you know, Shaq was coming to town, when – because it was once yeah, for when, a lot of them. When one when when of the Pistons coming to town, every team had superstars on it. Every team. And uh, not every team, but the majority of teams had a superstar on their team. And you wanted to go to the games, not only to see your team, but to get a glimpse of
0: them. And it's not like that anymore. It's just not. They had... And again, and I'll, and I'll go back, and I forget who the commissioner was back then. Uh, it was Stern. I, I thought he was brilliant, the way they marketed the NBA. I th- it was. I mean, you know, what was the the slogan? Uh, the NBA, it's fantastic, and all that kind of stuff. They elevated the league. The league was, man, I mean, it was – that well, was impressive. Was,
2: the league was struggling leading into the Jordan era.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and – I I would argue at one point it was as good as it you know as it would as it's ever been or will ever be. I mean, it was. I mean, that's all anybody did was pay attention to the NBA. Well, Bird and, and Magic started that. Sure did it. And and but then Jordan took, to took it to another level. Yeah, he took it to another level. And, and you're right. He he had Scottie Pippen, and Pippen was a great player, terrific player. But it was not. Hey let's get four or five guys together and let's go figure this thing out for a couple of years like we did in Miami, and then move on. I mean you know, come on all right, uh, last night, boy this was this was just tough. Uh, Baylor loses to Oklahoma in overtime, despite Caitlin Bickle's 30 points and she was terrific last night. I mean terrific last night and, and Baylor drops to seven four overall. Oklahoma improves to 9 three. Baylor led. Throughout this game, I think it was tied once at 22, but other than that, Baylor led until the end of the game when Oklahoma was able to get it tied. I think Oklahoma scored five unanswered at the very end of the game to force overtime, including a Taylor Robertson three. She hit three of seven from three-point land, but one was just a wide-open look from the wing to, to get the game tied and get it to overtime, uh, and then... You know, in in, Oklahoma, in in overtime, Oklahoma was able to get to the basket. I mean, they shot layups, a lot of layups in overtime, and they win the game. Uh, and that is, that, you know, look, I don't know how you you're gonna have to figure out a way to bounce back, but that's a that's a tough, tough home loss when you had a top twenty team on the ropes the whole night. After the game, Nikki Collin.
7: Yeah, I'm 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 just disappointed for my kids. Like I, I just. Um, I told them in the huddle, like, they hung their head going into overtime. And I said, you have five more minutes to prove that you were still the better team because you were the better team for 39 minutes and 30 seconds, you know, maybe even 39 minutes and, and 40 46 seconds, seconds <laughs> you know. We even got two shots, one wide open three for Jamie, and a putback by Bugs to win the game, you know. And I think that's a tough one for Bugs because you don't know how much time is left and you're just, you know, she could have come down with it and gone back up and um, – You know, but it was it was, it was it was the multiple turnovers late. It was um,
0: that's uh, Nikki Collin, and and it was turnovers late, and and they turned it over 22 times in in the game. But man, oh man, there was a you know several trips ward at the end of the game, and and even into overtime, they didn't even get an opportunity. They're turning the ball over, and Oklahoma's going the other way, but they led that game. Uh, look, I'm going to tell you, with 40 seconds to go in the game, I went, hey, they just stole a game against Oklahoma, and they're going to move into second place in the Big 12 Conference. And Oklahoma gets a bucket, then they get a, a turnover, they get a three, they get it to overtime, and they win it in overtime. That's a tough, tough way to go. That's a tough loss. Man, you weren't able to protect your home floor. you got to be able to do that.
2: And for them, now they've got to regroup pretty quickly and, and, and get past that because those tough losses can linger sometimes. And that, that's one thing in this league, you can't let happen. They've got to be able to move on and, 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 and get to be able to, you know, return the favor to Oklahoma state coming on Saturday with an early start at two o'clock. So they've got to be able to put this one behind them and, and go on and, and Keep trying to chip away at this thing and and put themselves
0: within striking distance. They're now seven and four in the conference. Oklahoma improves to nine and three. A uh, half game back of Texas, who's nine and two. Uh, you had a chance last night. If you hang on, to you know you're going to go to to eight and three, and Oklahoma's going to go to eight and four. And you're going to have sole possession of second place in the conference, but it didn't happen. And you lose a and like you said, you, you you lose one of those those. Those coveted home games, you know, those are precious, and, and they weren't able to get it done. And you're right, you know, as gut-wrenching as that game was last night, and it was, you got you to gotta flush that, get ready to go, because you, you're on the road against the Cowgirls on Saturday. Yeah,
2: and and look, you, you could have made a huge stride toward staying at least within striking distance of Texas although they're on a five-game winning streak, and they've got the Red Raiders coming to Austin tonight, and then TCU, which is a bad basketball team, coming in to Austin on Saturday. So that five-game winning streak could very easily move to a seven-game winning streak. And you needed you needed to win just to stay in stride with them.
0: Yeah, if you win last night, you're still one game back of Texas. As hot as Texas is, you're one game back. But And again... The game, I think, was tied at 22. But other than that, uh, let me – I'm just kind of double-checking here. The uh, Yeah, lead changes, one. Times the game was tied uh, – I'm sorry, the game was tied four times. But one lead change, one. And it's an overtime game. First overtime game, by the way. Uh, biggest run for Baylor was 12. Biggest run for Oklahoma was six. Uh, in Baylor's run – of 12 came late in the game with 250, well, in the second quarter, rather, came uh, in the second quarter. Uh, it, again, this was, this was one there. For, for, you, you had to go finish that game. It's a missed opportunity. Yes, it is. You, you needed to finish that game. You had it. You're up five late, less than a minute to play. Finish the game. Finish the game, move into second place. Boy, you know, so who knows how this thing oh, Look, There's a ton still to play. Uh, as we just made the turn in the second half, you know, this round robin of 18 games, uh, and you're 11 into the 18. But you may circle this game because it was, you know, this was one you 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 pr- you needed to get. You were at home. You had the lead. You needed to get it. And it didn't happen, unfortunately, for, for the Bears. And so now they get ready for the Cowgirls on Saturday. Uh, 7.29 coming up. Tonight, 8 o'clock tip, 7.30 broadcast, it is Baylor in Oklahoma, take two. This is the men's version, and uh, Scott Drew's team is back in action. We'll talk more about that with Josh Neighbors coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on ESPN Central Texas. By the way, uh, Baylor guards uh, Adam Flagler and Keontae George named to the uh, top ten candidates for the 2023 Jerry West shooting guard of the year award so hey, Jerry West we just mentioned him didn't we uh there you go all right 729 we're right back for more in a moment
1: Recently on Game Time, today would have been Farrah Fawcett's 76th birthday, and Ryan Farrah Fawcett is who? He
0: has no idea. The, the poster lady. <laughs> the poster lady,
1: which he had oh, no
2: idea what the poster was. No,
0: he didn't. No, he didn't. Nope. I did not. The oh.
2: number one selling poster of all time is the Farrah Fawcett poster. Yes, indeed. Sold over 12
1: million copies. Of 12 that million poster. Oh my God. Thanks for playing. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
8: Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people, and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota.
6: Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco Values.
8: My house has a new...
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
14: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update brought to you by Asco Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. 16th-ranked Oklahoma needed overtime to outlast the Baylor women 98-92. The Sooners trail Texas by a game in the Big 12 standings while Baylor's now two games out of first. There's more basketball at the Farrell Center tonight as the 14th Frank Baylor Men host Oklahoma. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The nationally ranked MCC men and women are both in action at the Highlands Gym this evening, hosting Hill. The ninth-ranked women tip off at 5 o'clock. The 22nd-ranked men start at 7. Sunday's Super Bowl will feature nine players from Texas high schools, including the two starting quarterbacks, Jalen Hurst from Channelview and Pat Mahomes from Whitehouse.
1: Center. every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big Twelve with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big Twelve Podcast on ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, seven thirty-five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Talking some hoops on this uh Thursday morning. It is Thursday, right? Or is this Wednesday? Wednesday. No, this is Wednesday. Heck I don't. Big Wednesday. Hey, it's it's a day that ends in Y. Uh, we welcome into the program uh, from the uh, podcast locked on Big Twelve. We say good morning to Josh Neighbors. Josh, good morning. How are you, buddy? We appreciate your time as always. Let's talk about Joe Linardi's, uh bracketology. You have in the Big Twelve two twos, two threes, and two fours, but no number ones out of the number one conference in America.
4: Yeah, I have to think that it's it's going to change, right? I, I know the conferences. It's it's cannibalizing itself. I guess in terms of the one lines, right? That, that's kind of what's happening here. But you got to think there's going to be some evening out there, and you have to think that no matter you know no matter how many losses the Big Twelve champion ends up taking, the team that wins the tournament, as long as it's, as long as it is a uh, a Texas, a Kansas, maybe even a Baylor that team's probably going to get the one seed, especially if, if one of those teams wins a share of the regular season title. I have a tough time seeing a, a team that wins, you know, being a big 12 part uh, regular season champion and also a big 12 tournament champion. I have a tough time seeing that team not be a one, but at the same time, I'm not sure there's a guarantee, right? That that, that those top three will win it. Yeah. I'd favor all those three, but if TCU got a Mike Miles back, you know, if Iowa State can put together a nice defensive run there in the Big 12 tournament, if Marquise Noel gets hot, right, there's, there's a chance that, you know, any, you know, for, hell, even West Virginia could get hot, right? So there's a chance that, you know, any of those six could win a Big 12 tournament, but I'd favor those top three. I think if one, you know, if one of those teams is a part Big 12 champion, part Big 12 conference tournament champion, that you'll probably get a one-seat done.
2: Does Adams
4: survive in Lubbock? I, I think so. I I think he survives one more year, right? Uh, I know the fans aren't happy, but this is a team that's still got some guys, some ability. I know, you know, Kevin O'Banner, I don't think he's got any more eligibility left. I don't believe, but Pop Isaacs is a, is a pretty talented guy. We'll see how he does in the future. I know Davion Harmon, I think has one more year left as well. And you know, guys like Ford, Oz, Amak, I think they'll bring back. And so, They've got some interesting players. They, they're just going to need to hit the portal pretty hard and make sure their hit rate there is better this season. But, but we've seen it, guys. Like, this conference is so difficult to win in, and their team is just not quite as good as everybody else's. You know, I, I think Oklahoma and Tech are the, are the two teams whose rosters just aren't, aren't quite up to snuff. And look, I think, I think it does get to the point where if, if your roster just is not all the way there, it's really hard to win a lot of games. Now, look, they had the winning of Iowa State it was in first place last week, but that they needed a massive rally to do it. So I don't think he hit the panic button. Plus that was a, what a sweet 16 team last year. I've had a sweet 16 early day when they played the Duke blue Devils. So I, I think, I think he hangs on for another year. I didn't give him one more and I, I don't think it's time to completely press the panic button although it's very
0: fair to say this was a disappointing season. Let's Justin Martinez from the Oklahomans is going to be on the program a little bit later on, and we're going to ask this question to him. But I'm fascinated by this Sooner team that's in town tonight. They've lost uh, five conference games in a row. Their last win was an overtime win over Texas Tech. But in in between there, sandwiched in between there, oh, by the way, is a beatdown of Alabama. Explain this team to me. I mean, how do, do you have the skill set to beat the number two team in the country? Or, or is this team the team that's lost five in a row? Who are they?
4: I think I think they're probably the worst version of the team. The more and more we get along, the more and more that game against Bama seems like an outlier, right? I mean, uh, Oklahoma absolutely got crushed against West Virginia. Oklahoma State only won that game by 10. But they, they beat them pretty good. And before that they lost to TCU by twenty seven as well. So that Alabama game was very interesting, but I don't think this is this is a very this is a very good team. Um Grant Shurfield is the guy that kind of leads the way for them as a scorer, but it still feels like you do know, the guys, you know, that are that are really, really good creators. And and I think it's uh I don't think Tanner Roves has been especially good this year. You know, Jalen Hill's not a guy who's a big creator. He kind of gets downhill a lot of the time and Um, you know, you're kind of wondering what other scorers they have. Jacob Groves has been wildly, wildly inconsistent so far this season. And, you know, I mean, they're starting to play Joe Bama still a bit more, but I'm not really sure he's going to bring. Wondering how good a guy like, you know, Cortez is going to be, Milo Suzan. I mean, they got all these weird mixture of guys. It just feels like it's not really working for them right now. It's clearly not working for them right now. And I don't think on the road it will. I mean, they had some performances earlier in the year, which made you kind of pause and think for a second, right? They, they almost did beat Baylor earlier on in the year. Uh, you know, they they had Kansas essentially dead to rights in Allen Fieldhouse, but completely blew that lead in the end into that game. So I've got no clue how they've managed to kind of come up with this thing. But, but I mentioned before, that team is not particularly talented. When I stacked them up against the Baylors, the Texases, the Kansases of the world, I do not feel like that team is on the same talent level. It just feels like Porter Moser and that group have not meshed in the way that they had hoped and look guys I'm not I have no inside knowledge of this at all but there have been rumblings about maybe does Porter if offered the Notre Dame job would that be a more natural fit for him if he decided to go back towards the Midwest take a job in the you know ACC for hoops and go to a place like a Notre Dame, and, and maybe Oklahoma find somebody that fits more of the Southwest mold coaching basketball a bit better. But they also have a big enthusiasm problem. And, and I'm not sure if Porter Mosier can't get you fired up. I don't know. Now, I can't see a team has played hard every single game. It feels like sometimes they've nailed it in. But, yeah, I think that they have a, they have a fan enthusiasm problem, and they have a talent problem, I, I think.
2: Can Texas hang on with the bottom of their schedule being as heavy as it is?
4: Well, I think a lot of the schedules feel like it's pretty hard to look at a Big 12 schedule and be like, oh, I like the stretch. You know, I think that's a awesome stretch. Uh, what I will say is, I think Roddy Terry has done an excellent job uh, with that team. They've got a clear number one guy in Marcus Carr, they've got two guys off the bench. In Christian Bishop and Serge Bari Rice who add things in, and I like uh, I like the way Mitchell plays. Uh, you know, I think I we have got a good mix of guys there. Tyrese Hunter, to me, is the real wild card. How good is Tyrese Hunter going to be for them down the stretch? They need him to be more like the guy that we saw at Iowa, uh, at Iowa State last year in the NCAA tournament and less like the guy that he has been recently. I know it's hard to play next to Marcus Carr, right? You have to defer a whole lot. It is Marcus Carr's team. There are no doubts about that. Uh, But what Rodney Terry has done, when you've got a group of guys that thought they'd be coming back to play for a different coach, you have a group of coaches who thought they were going to coach for a different coach. And I think Rodney Terry has done a great job. Also, guys, he is a master with second-half adjustments. Just watch the way those teams come out. I'll I'll signal to you guys the K-State game the other day. They did a really good job of blitzing ball screens and backing up the K State offense and making it very difficult for them to initiate their stuff close to three point line and get that thing running at peak efficiency. And they were able, not with this perfect offensive game plan, but with enough to claw back, take the lead, and win the game in an incredibly hostile environment. And they went two and two in a stretch where they played Baylor at home, they played at Tennessee, they played at K State, they played at KU, and also. They erased that deficit basically right off the bat at halftime against Kansas. So I think this is a really good coaching staff. It's not, not you know, it's Roddy Terry's team, but he always mentioned how good of a job Chris Beard did you of know, letting everybody coach. I think Roddy Terry probably still kept that going. So everybody's got input, and this thing is a really team effort from the guys in the court to the coaching staff. They did an excellent job. Do they hang on? Oh, man, it's it's rough to be seen. I, I will say the one nice thing, and I, I think this – we can basically circle on the calendar now is last Saturday of the season, it's going to – I think it's March 4th. KU, KU at Texas. Feels like a game It's going to be it's going to be either for a share or maybe an outright in the Big 12 title. So uh, I think that's a tough stretch, but if you can kind of keep it in the neighborhood you're keeping it in right now, it's be a little bit easier for you know for a little bit, and then, and then get, get tough again. But if they can maintain and get there last weekend of the season, the chance to win a share outright. I kind of like the way the Center is going to be rocking for that one.
0: And this may sound like a strange question, but uh, uh, let's put it in context. Everybody knew that Texas had a talented basketball team, but with the Chris Beard situation, this thing could have went into the ditch real easy. With all of that in mind, and what you've just mentioned about Coach Terry. Has this team, even though they're in first place at eight and two in the league, uh, nineteen to four overall, have they? Can they have they overachieved with everything you you just put into context?
4: Yeah, I think it's an interesting question. I think with the talent they have on the roster and the way that they, would, in the way, so like let's just strip that away for a second, right? With the talent they have on the roster and the caliber of players they have. And the good mixture of guys. No, the results are not them overachieving. When you put in the facts that we just mentioned, and you remember these are eight. Now, I think I think the nice thing is they got some twenty-three year olds, right? They got they got some a lot of grown grown kids who become men on that team, and you got clearly a grown man as a coach. I mean, this is, and I think he's bought into that. I I don't think Roddy Terry. Took over and was like, now it's now it's the R T show, boys. It, it's clear that he hasn't done that. I think there are certain parts of Beard's process that he has kept, but I do think there is an element, and I know it's it's like the coach cliche that he always mentions, but he talks about his players, you know, being where their feet are, and I think that's a huge message just for the Big Twelve schedule. You know, it's like we are in Kansas State today. We are not gonna do right. You know, we cannot think about the fact that we've got a game at Allen Fieldhouse in 48 hours. I think there's a big part of that, too. But also, you know, in, in a larger sense, like, guys, we get, we just have to control what we can control. Like, what happened with Coach Beard is passed? He's gone now. And we are going to the Big 12 gauntlet. I think that team does a really good job of that. I mean, you know, you saw them shake off that loss to Tennessee in really impressive fashion and rip off the back-to-back wins. And you saw them shake off that, you know, rocky start in the first half, and really make that KU game a game and a game where Kansas, you know, to to make this thing still a Big Twelve title race, they had to win that game of the night. And Texas was in that thing till the bitter end. So I I think I think right now I'm feeling uh, I feel very very good about where the Longhorns are in terms of coaching. Do they give him a full time job? I think it's here the pound tournament results because the one knock, whether it's Rick Barnes. Whether it was Shaka Smart and, you know, whatever you want to say, Chris Beard in year one, the deep tournament success has not been there for Texas. The one thing that we know is Texas hoops can get really good players to come to Austin and play. The big question has been who is the coach that's going to get them over the hump in March because we're running on a multi decade problem where it's not really been the case.
0: Speaking of March, final thought for you is this league. Or can this league put themselves in a position to where they can get two teams into the Final Four?
4: Yes. Yeah, I think think you're going to see some regions where you're going to see a couple twos, you know, or, you know, you see a two, maybe even a three, right? I mean, uh, I'm just thinking about it now, you know, imagine uh, imagine a Kansas two seed in one region, a Baylor two seed in another region, a Texas two seed in one region. Right, you know, a, a TCU three or four seed in a region. I mean, if they divvy this thing up the right way, the right way, with its fingers crossed, you get a bunch of teams in different places. Yeah, I mean I, I you know, look, I know we cover the Big Twelve guys, but like it's it's gonna really be hard not to take that take a take a black pen when you write your final bracket and not and, and not go. You know, uh, I don't think it matters the one seed though. You know, I think whoever out of the Big Twelve versus Houston would be an absolute, you know, ten slap or a matchup, but Think about, like, we. how do you not pick a Big 12 team to beat Alabama after we saw one of the worst Big 12 teams beat them by 30 points? I think that's going to be part of the calculus here when we look at this thing. So, obviously, there's a lot of randomness this year. You know, Purdue is probably the team that you least want to draw. But uh, I think I think the Big 12 is in a good spot this year. I think they're going to put eight in the tournament. And, and, and I think four or five of those eight are going to be top four seeds, too. So, they're going to be in really good shape come tournament time.
0: Hey Josh, thanks. Uh, what do you got work uh, coming up on the podcast?
4: Yeah, going to talk about some of the uh, the Pac twelve news, right? You're looking at our old friend SMU. We've been rumored in the Big Twelve, not in the Big Twelve forever. We'll discuss that coming up on today's uh, today's show. Uh, just some more, you know, notes on realignment, the television deals, and stuff like that, and also obviously Big Twelve bracketology as the tournament nears.
0: As always, it is a pleasure, uh, Josh. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon.
4: Yeah, talk to you
0: soon. You bet. That's uh, Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. 7.50, 10 away from 8. This is game time on
1: ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show, Ian Eagle and our guest Bill
6: Raftery doing the game for CBS on Saturday. Yeah, it, it is good. That, you know,
4: Big 12 is just, you know, rock rock'em, sock'em, uh, talent laden, and a nightmare, I think, for coaches. I mean, you got to win at home. And boy, if you can scratch one on the road, boy, you've really done a heck of a job. John
1: Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
14: Looking for an unforgettable gift this Valentine's Day? Republic Gun Club and the Oak and Ivy Wine Bar Bistro have created the perfect pairing. Now through Valentine's Day, you can grab the ultimate date night package of an hour on the 25 yard lane for two, two pistol rentals, a Gatlin gun rental, and a $50 gift card to Oak and Ivy, all for only $149.99. Best part, you can get this deal now and use it anytime this year. Republic Gun Club is your home on the range.
2: 24-month lease with $5,200 down for qualified buyers only. Lease and price and stock number 21047. 2.9% financing for qualified buyers only. Seek dealer for details.
11: Dozens of 2023 Buick Envisions are on the lot and priced to move at Richard Carr Buick. Envision is a luxury SUV without the luxury price. Experience the quiet escape of a Buick Envision with a test drive today. Lease payments start at $269 a month or save $3,000 on purchase. Log on now or get here now and take home a new
1: 2023 Buick Envision today from Richard Carr.
2: Stop by the Good Feet Store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
14: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I 35. On it with case construction equipment, whatever the job is. 16th ranked Oklahoma needed overtime to outlast the Baylor women 98 92. The Sooners trail Texas by a game in the Big 12 standings while Baylor's now two games out of first. There's more basketball at the Farrell Center tonight as the 14th Frank Baylor Men host Oklahoma. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The nationally ranked MCC men and women are both in action at the Highlands Gym this evening, hosting Hill. The ninth-ranked women tip off at five o'clock. The twenty-second-ranked men start at seven. Sunday's Super Bowl will feature nine players from Texas high schools, including the two starting quarterbacks, Jalen Hurst from Channelview and Pat Mahomes from White House.
1: Sports SportsCenter every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. now time for Did You Know? with Ryan Fox. Tom
3: Ward, did you know that today is John Williams' 91st birthday? John Williams is an American composer. He's responsible for some of the most recognizable film scores in movie history. Film series such as Jaws, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, E.T., just to name a few. John Williams, a composer of a lot of classic movies, soundtracks, turns 91 today.
0: He's relevant. I wonder how he came up with dun dun, dun dun. I don't know, but it's iconic. Yes, it is.
3: Very iconic. And did you know that on this day in 1936, the first ever NFL draft took place at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Do you guys wanna take crack who the first ever draft pick was? Uh Autogram. Autogram. That it was
0: that was my guess.
3: Good guess, but it was wrong. It was running back Jay Berwanger out of the University of Chicago I, running back. I was, I was
0: Otto Graham or Jay Berwanger, and I couldn't. I went Otto Graham. I, I don't know who that is. I don't either.
3: <laughs> he was a running back at the University of Chicago. And a fun fact about Jay Berwanger, he was also the first player to ever receive the Heisman Trophy.
0: Well, how about that? So well, There you go. Should know who he is. Yeah, absolutely. He's relevant.
3: And also some. Uh, Cool notes I found about the Super Bowl. Did you know that the first ever Super Bowl ticket, on average, for Super Bowl one, was $12 a ticket?
2: <laughs> I was going to say 20 bucks. <sighs>
3: and then today, the average ticket, as of yesterday, for Super Bowl 57 is $8,800, the average ticket.
2: Uh, yeah, good luck seeing the field with that. Yeah.
3: And the cost for a 30-second commercial slot for Super Bowl one was $37,500, which at the time equaled to, in today's value, $328,000. And also for the ticket, in today's value, $12 back in 1967 would have been $105. And a commercial price for today's Super Bowl, we've talked about it, $7 million. Mm-hmm. So from 37000 to $7 million. And also, some facts about the game itself... Did you know that this is only the 10th meeting all time between the Chiefs and the Eagles? Two teams that have been around for a while. I was surprised to see that. And They've only played 10 times in the history of the league? This is the 10th time ever that the Eagles and the Chiefs are meeting in a wow. football game. I, I couldn't believe it either. And Andy Reid has been a part of six of those games being 6-0, and 3-0 with the Chiefs, and 3-0 and with the Eagles. He's about to go 7-0. and the combined and for the Super Bowl, the combined age of Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts being 24 and Mahomes 27. This is the duel of the youngest quarterback duel in Super Bowl history between really? those two. Yeah, Hurts 24, Mahomes 27, two youngest quarterbacks to play each other in the same Super Bowl. And we mentioned, I think we talked about this last week a little bit. This is the first Super Bowl to feature two Texas high school football products. Mahomes coming out of White House over near Tyler. Then Jalen Hurts comes out of Channel View, which is down in South Texas, I believe.
0: Mm -hmm. How about what Lark had to say on on SportsCenter? There's nine Texans peppered on the two rosters. That's pretty Mm -hmm. cool.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. And then also, Mahomes led the NFL in passing yards this year. No quarterback has ever led the NFL in passing yards and won the Super Bowl in the same year. Until this year. They're 0-6. And then also, Chiefs have the number one scoring offense, and the Eagles have the number one pass defense in the league. The top scoring offense is 0-4 against the top pass defense in Super Bowl history. Until this year.
0: (laughs) There you go. Now you know. There you go. 758. We're all buying Philadelphia, aren't we? I mean, uh, Kansas City. We're all drinking the the Chiefs Kool-Aid, aren't we? I'm pulling for Kansas City.
3: Yeah. I, I agree.
0: I mean, look, I don't want Philadelphia to win. No. I don't. No, no, no. I mean, if you're a cowboy fan, how in the world would you root for Philadelphia? Anyway, no. 758. Uh, let's get John in here. And John's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program.
6: It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Women's Basketball drops a tough overtime decision to the Oklahoma Sooners. We'll give you details. Now, tonight, it's the Baylor Men's Shot at OU. That and more straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
8: Oh, her
9: first word Mama. Then, before I knew it Mom!
8: Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college, mom, this is Ted, wedding bells, and suddenly. Yeah!
13: Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877 farm Bureau. Discounts may vary by situation.
6: Want options? The best selection in Central Texas is at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2022 Ram 1500 quad cab with 0% for 72 months, or a Ram 1500 crew cab with 1.9% for 72 months. On all trim levels, Lone Stars, Laramies, and top of the line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab with values up to $8,250 plus an extra $500 to first respond.
5: The future's bright, the time is now. Destiny is calling, can you hear the sound?
15: This isn't just another song. This is the soundtrack of life at Baylor.
5: A spark in your heart and in your
15: eyes. If you're ready to take a big step toward a bright future, tap the banner below to check out the music video for a glimpse of life at Baylor University. We were born.
5: Where lights shine bright.
6: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is The Voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Tough loss for Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball last night in the Farrell Center, hosting 16th ranked Oklahoma. The Bears fall in overtime 98 92, the final score. Baylor never trailed in regulation. In fact, the game was tied only twice. Kaitlyn Bickle had a career-high 30 points on the night, including 10 of 10 from the free-throw line. Jaden Owens had a career-high 14 assists. Dariana littlepage bugs her 11th double-double of the season, 14 points and a career-high 17 rebounds. With the loss, the Bears remain in third place in the Big 12 standings at 7-4. They're now 16-7 overall, headed to Stillwater to play Oklahoma State on Saturday. Meanwhile, Scott Drew and the 14th-ranked Baylor men hosting Oklahoma tonight in the Ferrell Center. For the Bears, they won the first meeting by two in Norman. Here's Bears head coach Scott Drew.
11: Uh, first time we played them, 62-60, low-scoring game. Uh, they did a great job uh, controlling tempo. We uh, did a good job really executing down the stretch. Um, and this is a team that's coming off a tough loss at West Virginia. Uh, they were in foul trouble early. Tanner Groves picked up two quick fouls in like first two minutes of the game, and that kind of changed the complexion of that game. So uh, they're going to be hungry, excited to play. We've been playing good basketball. Uh, we're at home. we got to keep it going.
6: Scott Drew and the Bears hosting the Oklahoma Sooners tonight in the Farrell Center. We're on the air at 7:30. Tip off at 8. Here on ESPN Central Texas Television tonight on ESPNU. Also tonight, beginning at six, Baylor men's tennis, number 11 in the nation, hosting number three TCU at the Hawkins Indoor Tennis Facility. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
1: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back
0: into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. Glad to have you with us this morning. Coming up. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to get into uh, some Baylor and Oklahoma. We'll break that down with Justin Martinez. He is uh, uh, the beat writer for uh, OU for the uh, for the Oklahoman, and we'll uh, we'll talk to Justin coming up in uh, in in a few minutes at the bottom of the hour. So, uh, and don't forget, we will have the broadcast Baylor and Oklahoma right here on your flagship for Baylor Athletics. Seven thirty for the pregame, eight o'clock for the tip, right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, last night. Despite the loss LeBron James gets it done and becomes the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Looking for James, he's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter.
6: LeBron James has shot in history.
0: Pretty cool that he surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Jabbar was in the house last night and presented LeBron with a basketball. It was it was it, that was a cool moment, uh, Ward. And 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 look, uh, here is a kid that that joined the league when he was 18 years old, and and has bounced around, and and has taken several different cities and elevated them to championships. I mean, he has. I mean, uh, Cleveland, Miami. And don't forget, during COVID, they won one in Los Angeles. So, he's he, – he got it done last night. And, you know, so he's, what, 38,389, I think, right now, uh, with his 38 points last night. It, it just in Just in in generalities, where does that kind of fit in for you? Is, is it in there with the home run chase? Is it in there with, with the all-time leading rusher, Emmitt Smith? Where does it kind of fit in? uh for you uh it's cute i i
2: it doesn't it i mean he he's played since he was 18 years old mm-hmm. uh long it means he has longevity um uh, which any of those scoring records probably you're going to have have to have that longevity for me it just i don't sorry but i don't rank Le- lebron up as high as some
0: other people do. I just don't. I got you. I will say this, and I know we just talked about, you know, hey, he came out of high school and he went to play in the NBA. You still have to put the ball in the hole to do that. Mm. I mean, that's a lot of points. It is. Uh, and you're passing an unbelievable superstar in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, you know, and if you look at the – I still think Kareem's better. Changed the game, didn't he? Yeah. That Skyhook you couldn't defend. Mm-hmm. And I love those debates. I mean, because I think you can make an argument for him. You can make an argument for him. I mean, you know, what's the cri again, we talked about it at the top of the show. Uh if it's the eye test that which I love those, because then that's just that's just your opinion. Uh, but if, if you pick out, you know, the criteria, what is it? And and the one thing you it's so hard to do, and you know this. And you do too, Ryan. Uh, is debating players that played in different eras, you know, especially like a sport like baseball was, you know, where the fence is in, where the fence is out, was the ball heavy, was the ball, you know, uh, in 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 basketball, you know, th- there was the three point line, there wasn't a three point line. There's a lot of stuff, you know. It's just hard to debate eras, but look, if you're doing the eye tests, which is kind of what we've talked about this morning. You're saying Kareem's better. Who could? You, that's an opinion, and and heck, I wouldn't argue with that at all. I mean, he's he's a unbelievable player, and he I think he changed the way you you, you try to defend. I mean, how do you you couldn't defend that skyhook when he was hot? No, foul <laughs> him.
2: I don't I don't know how many threes, if any, Kareem had. He had to do his by twos. Yeah, I was in the paint. I don't even, did he ever play in the three-point era? You know, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not sure. If he did, it
0: would have been late. I'm not sure. I'm really not. If if he would have, it would have been late. I don't know
2: what year the three-point line came into effect in the NBA. It hasn't been that long ago, relatively. you know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't think.
2: Could be wrong. It could have been in there in the.
0: 70s but i don't think i I, I don't think so when when the three-point line come into effect
2: the
3: three-point line came into effect in 1979 later than i thought and then kareem kareem's last season in the nba was 1989 so it was in there for a while
2: really i didn't know it was in there in the 70s i really didn't but i'll bet you he doesn't have a
0: hundred three-point shots i'll bet you i bet you're right In, in 10 years what 82 games a year it, that just wasn't what he did. At least that's, you know, when you start thinking about it in your memory, and how you visualize Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I, I visualize him down low with his back to the basket and and the skyhook. I
2: that's, I mean, right? Yeah, I, that's the only way I think of I him. Mean, I, mean,
0: I don't think of him out top, you know, launching threes. Yeah, he was a rookie of the year
3: in the in the. Man. Nine or ten seasons that Kareem played in the NBA after the three point line was implemented, he never attempted one
0: three-point shot there you go. So ever. I, somewhere between zero and a hundred, right? <laughs> so, I mean, so for him, obviously it was a different game. I mean, it was a much different game. And then so compare that to LeBron James, how many three-point buckets has LeBron uh knocked down and while we do that for you here's what lebron had to say after the game
7: Uh, i just played the game as it's supposed to be played tonight as i've always done didn't press myself um didn't you know over exude too much energy um you know when it comes to um you know the record um i felt pretty good um i felt in a good rhythm um, and once I get in a good rhythm, then I feel like I make any shot on the floor. You know, to to break the record, um, I was able to get to a, a really good spot on the floor where I'm very comfortable with, and get to one of my patented fadeaway shots. You know, and uh, I know a lot of people wanted me to go to the sky hook to break the record, or, or one of my signature dunks, uh, but my fadeaway is a signature play as well, and uh, I was able to get it and. and Um, it touched nothing but the bottom of the net. Uh, And that was, uh, that was pretty cool.
0: Do you get the sense that LeBron likes him some LeBron? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my signature, this, and all right. Uh, look, he has been a terrific player. You, uh, You could say whatever you want to. Uh, he's been around for a long time and he has produced, uh, championships and, and he's a terrific player. All right. LeBron on the three-point strike.
3: He, throughout his career, he's attempted five only five threes per game, believe it or not, and he's thirty-four percent for his career. It uh, doesn't have the total made, but yeah, he's thirty-four percent all time from three-point
0: land. All right, there you go. Ah, uh, eleven minutes after eight o'clock. It's eight eleven. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Uh th- where do you rank this? This overtaking. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. What where does this what does this do for you and your list on the all time greatest NBA basketball players? We 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 mentioned it earlier. And again, I, I'm not giving you any criteria as far as statistics are concerned, just an opinion. You know, and we'd love to hear from you on our CNC and Collision Center text line at 254 662 1660. Uh Greatest player of all time, still going to be Magic for me. I, mean, I, I beg your pardon, Michael, for me. And you're going to have a hard time getting me off of that, that narrative because just what he was able to accomplish. And then Ward, let's go play some baseball. Then let's come back, and let's do it again. Yeah, that
2: I mean, was stop pretty and remarkable. Think about that. that was pretty remarkable.
0: Let's go hang out, course, play some double A baseball.
2: There's some theories
0: on that too. I, I know, <laughs> I know. And there was also some personal stuff in his in his world. Well, I mean, I yeah, know, that's that's part of the theory. Yeah, but then he's back. There's a statue out front, so he he changes jerseys. It still goes about winning. I mean, come on, man. Is is there one better than MJ? If he is, tell me how. Give it to me. Give me some statistical information, give me some give me something that says he's a better player. I just don't think so. He's not. I don't think there's anybody out there that's Jordan a better player. never than made Jordan. it to a game 7. Which that's is all, mind-boggling. Drop the mic. Yeah. That's all you need. Walk off because that's mind-boggling. I mean it it really really is. I'm sure that the networks would have liked to have had a game seven, but <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't gonna allow it. No. I mean you're talking about willing your team to win. He he could do that as good, if not better, than anybody. So all right, it's, uh eight thirteen. We're thirteen minutes after eight. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us as we uh, move through a Wednesday. It's uh do we have more rain coming? Yes. For the next couple of days, right? I think it ends today. Oh, does it? Okay. All right. Hey, don't forget the um, uh, McLennan County Junior Livestock Show is going on at ExtraCo. You can get by there and, and check out uh, all the great stuff going on there and support those kiddos. Big sales coming up on Friday. The uh, of Champions will be Friday evening starting around 630. Look forward to that. Uh, our old Matt Mosley is going to be broadcasting live Friday afternoon, 4 to 6 from uh, over at the Extra Co Event Center, so come check that out. Hey, we're uh, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business, and we're brought to you in part by our good friends at Advanced Foundation Repair. When it comes to your home's foundation, accept no substitutes, accept only Advanced Housing, Leveling, and Foundation Repair. They, uh, they've they been doing this for over 120 years. Trust your foundation to the most experienced company in Texas, and that, of course, is Advanced, House, Advanced Foundation and Repair. They can do it all for you. Advanced Foundation Repair takes the time to accurately assess, or, uh, assess rather your home, uh, show you where your home is within building tolerance or where it may need some work, explain more precisely where any work should begin and end, and match real-time measurements to the physical evidence of movement in your home. They they can do it all for you. Here's what you really need to know about Advanced Foundation and Repair. FixItJimmy.com. FixItJimmy.com. That's it. You know FixItJimmy.com, and you are off and running with Advanced Foundation and Repair.
5: Nikki Collin and Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM. The
6: Baylor women back in action Saturday on the road in Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM.
5: Follow the 12-time defending Big 12 champions with Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, on 104.9 FM.
1: Keep up with Big 12 Hoops on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors. Part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience. Z-Series mowers and Sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select BX-Series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus a for $800. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kyocera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations
0: called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of seventy percent or better is considered world class. UBO score is an eighty-five.
1: Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or.
8: Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota.
6: Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco
13: Values. This year's McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 6th through the 10th at the Extra Co Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help us raise funds to the scholarships and education programs. Then make sure to join us on Friday night, February 10th at 6-30 for the Sale of Champions with top placing animals and projects up for sale. Last year's sale brought in over a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. It's the McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 6th through the 10th at the Extraco Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254 722 2597.
1: It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. 820. 20, minutes
0: after 8, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. (laughs) What song is this? Brass Brass Monkey.
2: Monkey. That Funky Monkey. Why? Beastie Boys. I love that song. Because it's the Stephanie awesome. Anthem.
12: It's the Stephanie, <laughs> yes. Why?
0: It's awesome.
12: It's a great song. Great song.
0: I like the Beastie Boys. I mean, they're one of my favorite groups, but I don't like that song. Well, Get don't. off my line, old man. <laughs> 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 Who are the Beastie Boys? <laughs> Greatness.
12: Beastie Boys. <laughs> Ryan, look at Ryan over here. <laughs> Hilarious.
0: Why
2: not some Merle pull up, Haggard or something? Some no. more Beastie
0: Boys, Ryan.
8: All
12: right.
0: All right. Good morning, Steph. How are we?
12: I'm tired today, but I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm okay. I just, you know, I overheard you a moment ago talking about being dropped on your head. I didn't understand. <laughs> I, saying... I mean, was that yesterday or something? Is that why you're. No,
12: I'm just saying my lower back hurts. And I think it's from all my years of cheerleading and being dropped so much. Don't be. Don't. Don't. Don't even I go think I think you were road. dropped
2: before you were a cheerleader. No. <laughs> I-
12: Y'all need to not be picking on me today. Today is not the day. Oh, by the way, I was listening to y'all's conversation earlier. I'm going for Kansas City, but I think the Eagles are going to take it. No, they're not. I think it's going to be close. No, it's not. I don't know. I looked at the odds and the evens or whatever they do in Vegas and it showed the the- odds the- and the evens. <laughs> and it, Eagles are favored to win. Now I don't know that they I'd are. be put.
2: They are favored.
12: But I don't think I'd be putting some money down on it because you never know in the game of football. Oh, here we go, Beastie Boys. This is my
2: favorite Beastie Boys song. It's another good one.
0: Good choice. When were they around?
12: Sabotage. They're still 70s? around. Oh,
0: the seventies. No. I was. You getting George Jones
12: over there, Merle Haggard? No. Hager? <laughs>
3: I, I do I do listen to that, though, too. I
12: do, too, but... I know, love some
0: it. Silver Wings.
12: I love the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys are like great pump-up songs. So yeah, listen to them right before the Super Bowl. Get pumped up for your team, for sure.
0: Sabotage. For sure. Turn that mess off. Stop it.
12: <laughs> Grandpa? Oh, Papa <laughs> over there.
0: <laughs> I'm Paps, by the way.
12: I know. I'm going to start calling you Paps. <laughs> All right. So back to sports. Circle back around. Yeah. I found this on the Googles yesterday. It is called chin loan. Excuse me. Chin loan, also known as cane ball. Do you know what that is? No, I have no I, idea. I'm going to
0: assume it has something to do with a ball and a
12: cane. No cane. You said cane ball. Just a ball. So you have a, you have a, two teams, six players on a team, one person's in the middle, and the rest of them, the rest of your teammates, what is that, five, are in a circle <laughs> around the guy in the middle. It's kind of like Hacky Sack, okay? Oh,
2: okay. I know Hacky Sack. Yeah.
12: Okay, but here's the thing you have to keep, you have to walk in a circle while you're passing the ball with your, you can use your feet, your knees, or your head. How do you walk in a circle? I don't know. It it comes from Burma. I don't even know where Burma is. I didn't even know there was it's a place. It's 100 miles or more. <laughs> I don't but even I didn't even know there was a place called Burma. It's down near Granger? <laughs> That's a good one, Tom. But I think it's like over in Asia somewhere, like maybe South Asia. Over in
0: Asia somewhere. Yeah, I think somewhere it. over
12: there. Yeah, I think so. But anyways, you have to keep the circle going, passing the ball. What's the name of it again? Chin loan. Chin loan. Or also known as cane ball. But here's the great thing, is the person in the middle has to do a dance, and it's based on... (laughs) Okay,
2: (laughs) this is way too involved. Yeah.
12: No. I mean, I I don't think we could do it, because I don't think we're coordinated (laughs) enough. I agree. But... You you walk in a circle like a hack but you keep walking, you pass the ball with your foot like hacky sack, and the person in the middle has to do a dance while you're walking in the circle. Now, if I'm the person in the middle, I think I would get dizzy just watching my team players walk in a circle. If the ball hits the ground, the other team gets a point and then you switch. And I think it's like the best out of 15. Or maybe it's the best out of ten. I think you would get dizzy walking around in a circle. I
2: don't know how you could keep going.
12: <laughs> I don't know, but that's, think about it though. That's a lot of talent. I mean, that's talent to be able to. Keep a lot kicking. of wasted time. Well, what else are you going to do in Burma? Good point. That's fair. <laughs> what else do you do? But yeah, so, but Let's the see, ball what is there
2: to do in Burma.
12: But the Top ball. Top
2: 10 activities in <laughs> Burma.
12: Fishing, probably. I bet they have sport fishing. Maybe they just fish. They probably Fish to eat over there. I don't know. I think it's like a uh, How do you
2: spell Burma?
12: I think it is spelled B-U-R-M-A. Burma.
0: This is so far fetched. We haven't even heard from Corey on this.
3: one. I
12: know. What up, Corey? Corey, I think would like this.
0: You what left Corey speechless
3: today. I know. <laughs>
0: Did you just say what up? Yes. <laughs> what up?
12: The Beastie Boys and me coming up. <laughs> mm. Anyways, I think, I think. See, there's four of us. We need two more players. We'll get guys from down the hall. And when the sun comes out, let's try it. I'll be in the middle and y'all walk around in circles and try to kick the ball. <laughs> but walk the Walk
2: around in circle and try to... Yeah, and do you have to stay in a perfect circle?
12: I don't know how you can do that. But I, I don't know. I mean, there's got to be some rules. I mean, I guess we could draw a circle with spray paint or something and you have to stay on the circle line.
0: Grumpy says on the C&C oh, that Burma doesn't exist anymore.
12: What happened to it? Where'd he go?
0: it got it got uh it got taken over in 1989
12: so what is it called now it could be called myanmar maybe
0: that's it that's what it's called myanmar
12: yeah. I think the I republic would... of okay but myanmar is too long that's like republic of the
0: union of myanmar in
12: 1989 oh there you go well okay myanmar i can things
0: one. to do top 10
12: things <laughs> to do meeting
2: the people <laughs> is on your list <laughs>
12: <laughs> How big is that place?
2: Go to the lake. They have uh, a lake. Ah,
12: they have a food. lake. Food,
2: food. Yeah. Number Tom six, would like Mandalay. That. Number five, trekking. Tracking. Trek- trekking.
12: Like get in a truck and you truck.
0: Trek.
12: Oh, trek. What is trekking?
0: Um, you know, like Star Trek.
12: That's what I was gonna <laughs> the say <aliens> over there. <laughs> what else? I, I bet
2: that's just. They site, don't have cane ball on there? basic. No, it's not No, even it's here. not on there. They have a water no festival. Chin loan. A water festival. A boat ride. You can go on a boat ride. Ah.
8: Huh.
15: I thought that's uh. probably how
2: you got there was a boat ride.
12: <laughs> or you swam there. Maybe.
2: Yeah. there's. I
12: there, don't know, but I thought it was kind of. not much kinda... to
2: do there. It does have a population of 63 million.
12: 63 Ow. million?
2: Yeah, fifth largest country in Southeast Asia.
12: Wow. How many people live in the world?
2: A More million? than that.
12: I know more than 63, but how many, like 12 billion or something? I don't know. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know how many people live in this world. I don't even know how many people live in Texas. (laughs) Well. I know it's more than a million.
2: Yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) By by just a little bit, yeah.
12: Hey, but here's the other thing. In this game, the ball is made out of that. What is that stuff baskets are made out of? The weave? No, that's how you put a basket together. Like wicker, rattan. Is it Ratton? Ratton? That's a country. No, it's not a country. Oh, okay. Anyways, I think we should try it. I think it'd be fun. It's to- a wicker basket. What is the wicker called? Wicker? Yes. Well, that's what the ball's made <laughs> That's <laughs> what the ball is made of. No way. Yeah. Anyways, we should try it. Let's find it, Brian. Sign me, sign me up. Since y'all won't play flag football with me, might as well try this one. I
0: never said I wouldn't play flag football. We'll yeah. play flag football just as soon as we get that camel ride in.
12: As soon as the weather is warmer, I will get us a camel ride. I'm not doing it in this rain or the cold.
0: Why it wasn't cold yesterday? It was 70 degrees.
12: I was working and selling. It was
0: pouring rain yesterday.
12: Yeah, did you forget? Morning, not in the afternoon. It was in cold. the afternoon. Oh, it, it was came raining came a this afternoon. Yeah, it was. I almost drowned. It. <laughs> almost I drowned,
0: drowned. drowned it? She <laughs> almost drowned it. Drowned <laughs> I'm
12: just saying. All right. Anyways,
2: that's something else you learned on the Googles.
12: Yes, as a matter of fact, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. You,
0: you know, I, I just, I, I just every day about this time I get a rash. I don't understand.
12: <laughs> <laughs> At least go sell s-
0: something, Steph. <laughs>
12: okay. Y'all have a good day. All
0: right. Bye, Steph. Uh, it's Bye. I it's a. I want to. I want to get to this because this was. This is interesting. Somebody put some thought into this. Uh, from the two five four, we're gonna we're gonna kind of swing back to the LeBron thing, Ward and in Ryan. All-time NBA points is probably in the top 10. But the 56-game hitting streak, Cal Ripken starting in over 3,000 games. That was amazing. Big-time stuff. Uh, Kathy Whitworth with 88 professional wins. How about Jack's 18 majors? Uh, Gretzky most goals. Pretty good stuff right there. Mm -hmm. Some pretty terrific stuff right there. Yeah, Uh, That he ranks, or she, don't know who this is, Ranks over the. um, I just saw this and then tagged it with or Ric Flair's 18 wins, woo! Oh Lord, boy, he was onto something until (laughs) 18-time world champ. Yeah, indeed. All right, eight twenty-nine. This is game time.
5: Join us for our next Baylor coaches show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
6: Join us Thursday, February 16th, and hear from softball head coach Glenn Moore and head baseball coach Mitch Thompson. That's Thursday, February
5: 16th. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
6: There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get
5: around the neighborhood, cruising
6: the lake at campground,
1: ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Have you ever
0: been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254 662 3031. And remember to slow down or move over.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
14: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. 16th-ranked Oklahoma needed overtime to outlast the Baylor women, 98-92. The Sooners trail Texas by a game in the Big 12 standings, while Baylor is now two games out of first. There's more basketball at the Farrell Center tonight as the 14th-ranked Baylor men host Oklahoma. Just two weeks ago, the Bears beat the Sooners in Norman 62-60. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The nationally-ranked MCC men and women are both in action at the Highlands Gym this evening, hosting Hill. The ninth-ranked women tip off at 5 o'clock. The 22nd-ranked men start at 7. Sunday Super Bowl will feature nine players from Texas high schools, including the two starting quarterbacks, Jalen Hurst from Channelview and Pat Mahomes from White House.
1: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Keep up with Big 12 hoops on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Day
0: thirty-four. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we got the Bears and the Sooners coming up tonight from the Ferrell Center. 730 for the pregame, 8 o'clock for the tip. Late start, 8 p.m. tip. John and Pat right here on your flagship station, ESPN Central Texas. We're going to talk some Baylor and Oklahoma. We're going to welcome into the program from the Oklahoman, Justin Martinez. Justin, good morning. We appreciate your time. Hey, where is this Oklahoma team right now?
15: Well, right now they're towards the bottom of the conference. You know, they've been struggling as of late. Um, but they're just trying to picture this as, you know, every single game in the Big 12 is obviously a chance to boost their resume, and they're in need of some resume-boosting wins. You know, they've kind of played themselves out of the NCAA tournament picture as of late. Um, so, you know, they're going into this one, just eyeing this game as an opportunity to get back on track.
2: Do Do they have the roster right now to be able to maybe just hang around long enough to get into a play-in game?
15: You know, I mean, I think they've shown that they're capable of hanging around. I mean, they beat Alabama, the second best team in the country. They lost to uh, Texas, Iowa State, and Kansas um, all by two possessions or less. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're capable of hanging around, but it's just I feel like what they don't have as of late is just their edge. You know, at the beginning of the season, they were a team that was at least fighting down to the final buzzer, um, whereas as of late, you know, you go down early. It just seems like they've kind of, um, lost that will to fight back down the stretch. That's something Quarter Mosers talked about. So, you know, the roster, it's obviously not the best, but I think it is good enough. Um, but until they get that edge back, um, it's, it's going to be difficult for them moving forward. You mentioned the
0: edge. Have you seen a, a, a difference in this team since that win over Alabama? I mean, they have a, a 10 point loss to, to uh, Oklahoma State and then the, uh, what, a tw- about a 22 point loss to West Virginia. Have you seen a difference in how they approach the game uh, on the floor
15: Well in Alabama it was a bit of an outlier so really the past I'd say about six games um, excluding that one you know they, they really struggled with the first four minutes of uh, first half uh, where they've come out struggling and have kind of dug themselves a hole um, and as I mentioned you know as of late whenever they get into those uh, early holes, They haven't really shown a will to get themselves out of it. So Alabama was a bit of an outlier. They actually came out on fire, um, jumped out to a big lead, and managed to hold it despite a few comeback attempts by Alabama. So, yeah, other than that game, you know, it really has been a matter of them coming out of the gate slowly, uh, which is something they're going to have to watch heading into Baylor.
2: How important is that for them to get off to a good start tonight and try to keep that momentum going throughout the game?
15: Yeah, it's crucial, especially on the road. You know, obviously Baylor's going to be a tough place to play. It's a really good roster, um, so yeah, they're going to have to come out and you know hold their own from the beginning. You know, you're obviously they're going to expect to take a few shots, you know, but they got to just take it on the chin and, and keep rolling and not get discouraged, um, which is something the Porter said has been a problem with them as of late, where they haven't shown that will to um, to bounce back from those.
0: Does Does Grant Sherfield have to have a good game for? For Oklahoma to to have an opportunity to win,
15: he has to be he has to be their offense their their engine, and whether that's scoring or facilitating, you know, ideally you want him to be the guy who is your your go to shot maker. That's that's one of the reasons why they brought him in. But I mean, he's also leading the team in assists per game, you know, so he's also somebody who can help facilitate. Uh, now you have other options: Milo Zuzon, Bijan Cortez, but it really all starts with Grant Sheffield. He's the senior. He's the most talented guy. The most capable guy. So, yeah, I mean, he needs to be their source of offense and, and honestly, one of the better players on the court overall. Having Hill
2: and him on the court at the same time is something that's been good for the Sooners. But what is their bench like? Is that a problem for them when they do have to go to the bench? Is it able to keep up, or is that where they kind of lose that intensity?
15: Honestly, it feels like their bench, as of late, has been putting up some pretty decent performances. I mean, the sophomore guards, well, Bijan's starting now. He started the last game, but... As of late, he had been really um, progressing well off the bench. C.J. Nolan is a guy who was on the All-Big 12 freshman team last season. He's been playing really well as a nice 3-and-D guy. Sam Godwin, a walk-on forward, um, is leading them in offensive rebounds per game despite only averaging about 10 minutes per game. So um, he's a nice source of energy. I mean, the bench has been pretty solid. It just really seems like it's, it's the starting lineup, honestly, where, like I mentioned, the first few minutes of the game, they're the ones that are getting beat and digging themselves a hole, and the bench has to come in and try to provide a spark. Um, so it seems like that's the problem more so than the bench as of late. Talk a little bit about Tanner
0: Groves and the intangibles he brings. We know he's got 10 and 7, but what's that veteran player bring to the to this basketball team?
15: I mean, he's he's essential, about as essential as anybody else, and it's not just because of the counting numbers. I mean, he, he is there, you know, the heart and soul. He is the passion in that starting lineup. Um, he's even improved his shot blocking as of late, um, you know, this season, he put on some more weight in the off season to get stronger. Um, I think it was about 15, 16 pounds, um, in order to try to hang with the physicality of the big 12, a little bit better. Cause that's something he struggled with last season. Um, so while he's gotten better at that, he's really struggled with his foul counts. You know, he's fouled out, um, of two of OU's, um, five, two games during their five game losing streak in the conference play that they're currently on. Um, he's fouled out. So once that happens, you know, they don't have a whole lot of center depth. So they absolutely need him to stay on the floor, bring that intensity and protect the rim without getting into foul trouble.
0: You mentioned fast start. What else do the Cal, uh, the, uh, the Sooners have to do to to be in this game here on the road tonight?
15: They absolutely have to keep Baylor off the offensive glass. I mean, you look at the first meeting of the season, 62 to 60. Um, Baylor didn't shoot the ball well on their first possession. You know, the first shot of their possessions, they shot 26.7%, but they had 17 offensive rebounds that they turned into 30 second-chance points. Um, And when you look at a two-point game, that is the difference. That's what um, is the difference from a win and a loss. So they absolutely have to do a better job this time around um, in keeping Baylor contained on the offensive glass and limiting second-chance opportunities, especially on the road where those are things that can kind of energize the crowd, get the ball rolling, you know. Um, So you got to do a better job of taking care of that. Hey Justin, thanks man. We
0: appreciate uh, your time and uh, thanks for breaking this one down for us. And uh, l- uh, look forward to visiting with you again soon.
15: I appreciate you guys for having me. Have a good one.
0: Have a great day. That's Justin Martinez from the Oklahoman uh, talking Oklahoma basketball. And this is a this is a proud program, Ward. I know that they're down at the bottom of the conference, what a two and eight or something like that. But this is this is a program that's been in the NCAA tournament thirty three times, four Big Twelve championships, five Final Fours. I mean, it is a it's a it's a rich program that uh, that is. Let's just be honest; they're struggling right now. Uh, they've lost five straight conference games, uh, and you and that's why I say you sandwich that Alabama win in there. But uh, other than that, the last month or so has just been brutal on this uh, on this Oklahoma team.
2: Yeah, they and they're not you know they're not playing really well with the starting five that he talked about. Just not able to to hang on and and keep games close at some points. So it it does have a rich tradition uh and, and they've been they've been good. And they've been good of late when they had Trey Young not too many years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they were a good basketball team. Um but it's
0: it's slipped a little bit now. We we talk and I know people probably get sick and tired of hearing us talk about the quality of the league. But this is what Oklahoma has uh staring them in the face. Tonight, Baylor, this weekend, Kansas, then Kansas State, then Texas. (laughs) Go find you some wins in that little cluster of games when you're a struggling basketball team. That's what I think happens is the teams that, you know, kind of dig themselves a hole. How do you get out of that? I mean, because that's what you got. On the road, Baylor, Kansas and Kansas State at home, and then on the road in Austin. I mean, good gracious. That's – that is a tough ask when you're uh, when you're what two and eight in the conference. So, all right, so that that'll be coming up tonight seven thirty for the pregame with Pat and John. Eight o'clock for the tip. It's uh, eight forty three. We're seventeen away from nine o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ron, we're glad you're with us, and we're right back with more in just a moment.
1: Recently on Game Time. Joined now by Baylor basketball
10: coach Scott Drew.
11: When John checked in as a coach, there's the winning, and then there's also, boy, you really want this player to do well for the work he put in. And I mean, for for John, I was so happy that he made two for two just so he could get uh, the cheers and the ovations for all the hard work that he put in. He's not going to make every three he takes, but I can tell you they have a lot better chance of going in now after the work he's put in, and we couldn't be happier.
1: Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Jana's on the phone. She's looking at me like I'm crazy. Okay, You're not know supposed good. to have your phone on in here. Thanks. Bye. Yep.
2: See, it's going off. Say hi, Jana.
12: Hi, everybody. It's
2: Jana from from uh, Advanced. Yeah, we're Advanced.
8: Advanced House Leveling. House Leveling. Foundation she didn't repair. turn her phone off. She didn't, uh, didn't turn her it? phone off. It's the first time
2: but you can call us at 254-235-4922 and tell her turn your phone off next time janna turn it
3: off
5: turn it off turn it off
3: that was my echo 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 <laughs> let's see how stupid that one sounds you wouldn't call your doctor accountant or mechanic using a 1-800 number so why your bank if you have to dial 1-800 you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
9: How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron.
10: I was always active. no knee pain and after my second step i went into my good feet dance
9: today he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors i feel like a new person
10: thanks to the good feet store
9: see for yourself how arch supports can help you stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com.
10: stop by the good feet
2: store
1: in the central marketplace in waco and now in temple
2: them out online at SoCalWaco.com.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
14: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update. The 16th ranked Oklahoma needed overtime to outlast the Baylor women 98-92. The Sooners trail Texas by a game in the Big 12 standings while Baylor is now two games out of first. There's more basketball at the Farrell Center tonight as the 14th ranked Baylor men host Oklahoma. Just two weeks ago, the Bears beat the Sooners in Norman 62-60. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The nationally-ranked MCC men and women are both in action at the Highlands Gym this evening, hosting Hill. The ninth-ranked women tip off at 5 o'clock. The 22nd-ranked men start at 7. Sunday's Super Bowl will feature nine players from Texas high schools, including the two starting quarterbacks, Jalen Hurst from Channelview and Pat Mahomes from Whitehouse.
1: Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time.
0: All right, eight forty-eight. We're a dozen minutes away from nine o'clock. Ward was just—you uh, were just glancing at some of the uh, former coaches in the uh, in Oklahoma basketball history. Pretty impressive list, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you just go back to '76, and it's impressive from that point forward. I mean, it's impressive even back going back to Bruce Drake in the '30s. But Dave Bliss from '76 to '80, Billy Tubbs '81 to '94, Kelvin Sampson from '95 uh, to 2006, Jeff Capel. Uh, from 06 to 11, then Lon Kruger from 12 to 21, and then Porter Mosier from 21 to to this season as well. But most decorated by far would be Billy Tubbs and Kelvin Sampson.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Lon Kruger, by the way, was just inducted to the National Collegiate uh, Basketball Hall of Fame back in November. In fact, he went in with uh, Wayman Tisdale. Uh, so that's that was pretty fun. So good stuff for for those guys. All right. Uh one game last night in the league and it was uh it was Kansas State bouncing back and beating TCU after a tough loss at home to to Texas on Saturday but uh, uh Jerome Tang's team bounces back and they win and they're now 7 and 4. Uh look, going into tonight's action there's uh, several games on, on tap tonight. Texas is 8 and 3. Iowa State is 7 and 3. Kansas is seven and four. Kansas State is seven and four. Baylor is six and four. And TCU's now six and five. And the Cowboys at five and five. Uh, we'll just give you the rest. West Virginia's one and seven. Oklahoma's two and eight. And Tech is one and nine. So that's the standings. But that would just show you how this thing is so bunched up at the top all the way. Uh, you know, the first six or seven teams, uh, it, you know, they're all within a, a game and a half or two games of each other. Uh, elsewhere tonight... Uh, we we mentioned Baylor and uh, in Oklahoma. Again, that is an 8 o'clock tip, 7.30 in the pregame. Uh, the other two games in the league will have Iowa State. Uh, they're 7-3, and uh, they're going to be playing at West Virginia. And then Texas Tech is going to be in Stillwater to take on the the uh, Cowboys. Tech at 1-9, and, and Oklahoma State at 5-5. Five five. So uh, this thing is – look, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 – seven teams within three games of each other, seven uh, within three. So it's, that that'll just kind of give you an idea of how bunched up this thing is. And uh, sorting its, itself out, well, well, you know, it's going to take the rest of the month, <laughs> Ward, and that's just, that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody runs away and hides with this thing. Texas has an opportunity. Well, they do, but, I mean, right now they're just uh, a game ahead of – uh everybody else yeah but i like the way their schedule lays out and again i'm impressed by the way that they've they've handled everything i mean look man when, when your head coach gets canned in the middle of the season and, and for the reasons in which he was his employment was uh eliminated it, that could have sent that team spinning out of control Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, could put them in the in – the, somehow they've held it together and not only held it together, they played very, very well. The bottom – of the, the, the end of their schedule is going to be tough. So,
2: if they want to try to have some room right now, it's right now for, for the Horns to kind of give them some leeway toward the end of the schedule because they end with Baylor and then TCU, which – you never know, at TCU. They haven't then, played Kansas yet, have and, they? Yeah, they have. Oh, they have? Mm-hmm. And so they end with Kansas. So, I mean, they've got West Virginia and Texas Tech this week, then Oklahoma, Iowa State, but they had them at home before they play Baylor. So, I mean, if they can go on a little bit of a run here, give them a little bit of cushion going into the tournament, which, look, you want to win this. You don't necessarily want to have the tournament hanging to where you're trying to make some hay because I just I, – you know me. I don't put a whole lot of stock into the Big 12 tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't put a whole lot of stock into anybody's conference tournament. The teams that benefit from the conference tournament are the teams that may be on the bubble or the teams that want to get in because they win their tournament. And that's the only reason they're going to get in because they're not very good. The teams that are really good, to me, they look at the conference tournament as, yeah, yeah, let's let's go get this done, get home, get our legs back underneath us and get ready for what really matters. Because that conference tournament honestly doesn't
0: matter. It just doesn't. No, nope, you're right. And I, I, I laugh because Texas just played Kansas on Big Monday a couple of days ago. So, sorry. It just dawned on me. I went, Texas and Kansas have played? Well, yeah, they played Monday night. Mm-hmm. I watched the game. Good gracious. <sighs> yeah,
2: Kansas beat them just after Texas went to number five. Mm-hmm. Kansas beat them 88 to 80.
0: Yeah, it was a heck of a game. Every, every time in that game, every time Texas made a, made a run, Kansas answered that run. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it was, you know. And, and that's the thing. They were at Allen Fieldhouse. Mm-hmm. They get Kansas at the end of the year, last game of the season, at home. Right, in, in the new place. And, again, that was a hot Texas team taking on a Kansas team that had lost four of their last six. that's just the way the league is get ready uh and and so we uh we go into this thing knowing that and i'm with you by the way on the conference tournament that's a fundraiser yeah it's it's absolutely
2: nothing to most people who have an investment looking to make a move in the ncaa tournament small i don't know i mean that's just from my perspective no i agree coaches may tell you differently i don't know but for me i would rather go make an appearance Let's get home. Let's get our legs under us. Let's find out where we're going. Get a little bit of a rest because we've just gone through this gauntlet that is called the Big 12.
7: Look,
0: if you're Texas, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor, TCU. Your okay, work is already done. It, it may be even Oklahoma State. Mm. You've done
2: it. You've done it. I, I, yeah, Oklahoma State can, can better themselves. Oh, they can better themselves. There's no doubt. Mm. But the other teams you mentioned, I don't think can better themselves whether they win the conference tournament or not. I don't think it really matters. They're going to better themselves
0: over the next month. Yes. Uh, in regular season no, games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, They're already set before they ever step foot in Kansas City. No, I agree. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Hey, uh, Kevin Henry's coming up on the John Moore Show this afternoon at 3 o'clock. The uh, analyst for Oklahoma basketball. He'll be here at 3. And a good guy, by the way. And then uh, Matt Mosley's here at 4. We'll do it again tomorrow at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas.